2: This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to The Coindesk Podcast Network.
1: Hey there, welcome to The Hash. It's Monday. Happy Monday. You're watching Coindesk TV and we're really glad to have you here. We're all wearing yellow. We didn't mean to do that, but it just worked out. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm Zach Seward. That's Wendy O. Jen Sinassi is here as well. Jen has our first story of the day. Jen, what's going on?
3: Woohoo, all right. We're going on over to Galaxy Digital Land. They have abandoned their $1.2 billion plan to acquire crypto custody firm Bitco. Their crypto focused financial services firm says Bitco has failed to provide financial statements by the July deadline. So we'll remember that the deal was announced in May 2021. It was supposed to be closed by the end of the year. BitGo was required to send audited financial statements for 2021 by July 31st, and they did not do so. So the deal is kaput. Wendy, I'm going to throw this one down to you. We do look so nice and yellow in this column here on the left-hand side of the screen. I love it. We should match more often. Wendy, what, what do you make of this news this morning? Well, I would like to say I'm happy
0: to be back with you guys. I missed you all. I think that this is going to be a common thing that we're going to start to see. Even though Bitcoin price is starting to appreciate in a positive aspect, we have the ETH merge coming. Everybody is so excited. People are getting euphoric again. We still have to remember that we're in a bear market and a lot of people were impacted with the crypto contagion. And I don't think the crypto contagion is done. So I think we're going to see a lot more stories of companies that are trying to be acquired or acquire different entities that want to be bought out. And a lot of these deals will fall through because their balance sheets or their financial statements are not up to par as to what they originally pitched because a lot of people took massive Ls in the particular market. So I think we'll be seeing a lot more of this and you know, bear, just bear market things, guys. Bear I mean, market things.
1: No one knows what's happening behind the scenes here on this panel, but this one was shocking this morning. This had been a major, major deal that had been announced something like 15 months ago. And for it not to get over the finish line as was anticipated is a bit striking. Galaxy Digital obviously helmed by Mike Novogratz, BitGo helmed by Mike Belshi. These are people who've been in this space for a long time, who know what they're doing and know why this would have been an attractive marriage. And for it to be called off like this on a Monday morning here in August, I think it was a bit striking to folks (laughs) as they stumbled upon this news today. I know it was for me personally. To see this fail to actually get completed is crazy. It was a very splashy deal when it was announced and it's not coming to pass. That's wild. Anyway, Wendy, back to you.
0: But you said it was announced 15 months ago, right? Yeah. Well, that was in the middle of the bull market. Everybody was excited. Everybody was euphoric. Money was like pouring in from everywhere. So I feel like people are going to start to be a lot more conservative when it comes to their capital, when it comes to their cash, their crypto, their gold, whatever it is. I think that we will actually see a lot of these deals fall through. So I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked, especially everything that's happened in the last two months in crypto.
1: Hey, you know, the time is not right. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes on this. Let's rethink this. But yeah, I don't know. Something is up here. It's interesting to watch this one come to pass. But over to you, Wendy. Sorry, Jen, whatever.
3: It's so yellow. I don't know. <laughs> it's where Monday. To, it's it's, like- yeah, everyone's yellow. We all look the same. It's tough. I, I was just going to point to the fact, you know, we spoke about Galaxy Digital's earnings call. I, I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, their shares have gone down 60%. Since March, but as of June, they said they had a liquidity position of $1.5 billion. When we talked about it on the show, we talked about a, a little bit of a shift in direction that came out of that earnings call, right? They said they were going to focus more on, on mining acquisitions. You know, we think about the bull market, money is flying everywhere. Wendy, that was a great kind of picturesque description of what happens in this industry in the bull market. Everyone is so excited and rich. And then the bear market comes around and we really need to pump the brakes. I think that this was a blessing in disguise. I think that their sites are maybe set elsewhere and we will see that come to fruition. But from that earnings call, it seems like Galaxy Digital at least is doing okay. That's all I got for that. I mean, shall mm-hmm. we move on to the next story? It's a high Should quality this, one, this one's a sad on. one. Do I have to talk about it? It's just kind you of terrible.
0: To. Yeah. Yeah. You, got well, it. Exactly. you got it. Before but you
3: can say it in a sad do, tone if you'd like. Okay.
0: But before I do, let's talk about something happy. Do you guys, did you guys ever play Mancala when you were growing up? That little game and with the oh, crystal yeah. with the little stones and nope. yeah. Time. Okay.
2: Yep.
0: So the reason why I said Mancala is because apparently Akala, I hope I said that correctly, I even Google translated it, but their stable coin fell 99% after hackers issue 1.3 billion in tokens. So basically Akala is a polka dot based DeFi token and it's stablecoin AUSD depegged 100% after hackers exploited a bug in a newly deployed liquidity pool to mint approximately 1.28 billion tokens. Dev said the bug was caused by a misconfiguration of, I, I think it's IBTC slash AUSD liquidity pool. Then it just went live yesterday and the company apparently asked white hat hackers to return funds to Polkadot or Moonbeam addresses. Analysis also pointed out that multiple others used or also allegedly stole thousand dollars worth of DOT from the pool. So Basically, it's another stablecoin that has DPEG. I do not like stablecoins right now. I hate all stablecoins. I'm against all of them. And this just kind of goes back to what I was saying, that people like to push devs and like to rush all these upgrades, these merges, all this tech development in the space. And they fail to realize if you do not spend enough time and you don't backtest, you don't follow protocol, bugs happen, issues happen. So again, I just want to remind the audience... It just because you're very excited about a project and let's say the team takes a little bit of a delay to release new tech or to upgrade, whatever it is, please be patient with them unless it's kind of scammy, like obviously call it out, but just be patient with them because stuff like this happens and we don't want it to happen. I'm going to toss this over to Jen for her thoughts.
3: What a firm position on stable coins, Wendy. I just (laughs) imagine like that clip of you being like, I hate stable coins being played by regulators sometime down the line, but I'll pause on regulators right now. And talk about some of the conversation that was going on on Twitter. So while people were upset about the effect that this has on retail, they pointed towards the fact that the team froze the newly minted tokens and were asking questions around, you know, is this actually decentralized? So one Twitter user said, I think it would have to go to governance to be decentralized finance if Akela centrally controls that decision. Is this really DeFi? And I think this brings us back to the conversation, right? With true decentralization comes great responsibility. And we have to remember in true decentralization, you know, we can't freeze stolen assets. We can't take uh, precautions like we saw maybe happen here. I'm not sure about the ins and outs that happened behind the scenes, but what is being alleged on Twitter is that the funds were frozen by pausing the network. If we're able to do that, then it's not true decentralization. So I think, you know, this just brings up the conversation that we should be aware of. Secondly, I think that the last six months have been really horrible for stablecoins, and we will be sure to hear this exact story come out of the mouths of regulators in months to come as they try to get a hold on the stablecoin industry. But Zach, off to you.
1: Asset back stablecoins looking pretty good. Who to thunk it? Tether looking like a real solid foundation of the crypto ecosystem after years of tether FUD being circulated every which away. So, you have, I think, these, uh, this narrative sea change, right? Where these non asset backed stablecoins, uh, are having a rough go of it, right? So, by comparison, you know, USDC, USDT, even DAI, which is asset backed crypto collateralized, is looking pretty steady. And I think, again, more examples to have this conversation, more opportunities to have this conversation should be useful overall to the industry in the long term. As it relates to stablecoin regulation, it does impose sort of that additional layer of centralized censorship risk, right? These are basically banks that can freeze funds, uh, comply with OFAC sanctions and whatnot. So there is that dream, I think, among you know, the cypherpunks and other people in the space who say, well, you know what? Like, if we're going to build DeFi, we shouldn't build centralized stablecoins into them. On the other hand, all these decentralized stablecoins keep like messing up and finding major problems and making people lose money. So I think there is this sort of tension that is unfolding in the wake of Terra, in the wake of Luna. And then we see these additional uh, examples of some of these more exotic stablecoin options not really living up to the stable in the stablecoin moniker and causing traders such as Wendy to get extremely frustrated with the concept of stablecoins and just angry and just facepalm about (laughs) stablecoins continuing to lose peg and run into um, challenges. You know These are experimental technologies and these challenges keep popping up. So whether or not the conversation will reach some ideal state where there is the nuance that applies to asset-backed versus, again, more exotic stable coins will be something that we need to keep an eye out for. But Wendy, tossing it to you.
0: I love that you said exotic stable coins. I don't think exotic. I've ever heard to a cryptocurrency be referred to as an exotic item, but that was great. And again, I just want to remind the audience, you guys, everything in crypto right now is literally still in beta. Even Bitcoin is still in beta or Bitcoin was created for recessions, inflation, et cetera. So we're actually going to be put to the test. We're going to see if Bitcoin can be that tool that can hopefully help people you know, get some sort of self-sovereignty, liberty, whatever that may be, however you want to utilize your Bitcoin. But again, you guys, we're still in beta with every single aspect of Bitcoin, crypto, NFTs. So I think that we just all need to do a better job at practicing risk management and understanding that things can go to zero super fast.
2: Coindesk has a new event. It's called Ideas, the Investing in Digital Assets and Enterprises Summit. It facilitates capital flow and market growth by connecting the digital economy with traditional finance. Join us for a 360 investment experience where you can source, invest, and secure the next big deal in digital assets all in one place. Use code hash20 for 20% off a general pass. Register today at coinest.com forward slash ideas.
1: Speaking of things that went to zero super fast, let's talk about UST. Terraform Labs founder Do Quan is back. He is talking in an interview with Zach Guzman over at Coinage Media. He just let his side of the story out. Really interesting piece. Go check this out. Lots of nuggets in there uh, that are certainly worth talking about. I'm going to throw this straight to Jen for her initial thoughts. This is sort of the Do Quan comeback tour, beginning with a pretty extensive interview here uh, on a fairly new outlet. So very interesting to see this. I'm tossing it to Jen for her thoughts.
3: Okay, firstly I want to talk about Coinage. How cool is it? You get to mint a free NFT and then you get access to the platform to consume media. I think that, you know, this is a really interesting way for publishing platforms to allow users to interact with the content and also verify that they are real. So cool. I really enjoyed my experience on Coinage while I was watching the video. Now, on to Do Kwan. So he says in this video that no South Korean regulators have reached out to him in their investigation. That seems odd to me. Either the regulators are really bad at investigating or he's maybe telling a little bit of a fib. Again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it just seems weird that uh, investigators wouldn't reach out to the founder of a project that they are looking into. When you listen to the interview, there's a lot of back and forth that comes out of Do Kwan's mouth that is very worrying. He said, I just didn't think that this would happen. It's funny because he's been revealed as the pseudonymous founder behind another stablecoin that this exactly happened to. So how could he not think that this would happen? That's odd. And I think as a founder of a project, you should be very aware of your blind spots. And if you're not, you need to bring people onto your team who can poke holes into what you're building and identify those blind spots. So when things like this happen, you have a plan. I could go on forever and ever on this, but Wendy, I'm going to pass it to you and then maybe we'll come back to me for more rants on what Doquan said in this interview. Thank you for actually telling me about that
0: platform. I think it's really cool that we're able to see crypto and NFTs kind of merge for this platform, essentially kind of for these creators and give people access to it. I think it's absolutely amazing. But I don't have anything nice to say about Doquan. I hope he's got PR. I hope he's got really, really good attorneys. And I just think it's very bizarre that he has the audacity to speak out like this and act like, oh, you know, I didn't know, like kind of almost play the victim and kind of gaslight the entire community. Because the collapse of Terra Luna literally impacted, like that was pretty much the start of the crypto contagion that we're seeing. And the fact that he's able to get up and talk about it and be like, oh, you know, I didn't know this was going to happen and really gaslight the entire community. I think it's just really disrespectful. And I have no interest in watching this. And I don't have anything else positive to say because I feel like I would just get more cringed out as I watch it.
1: That was a spicy take. I like that. Yeah, there is a degree of hubris here, right? He flew close to the sun and he was so high. He they, the Terra, don't forget, was like the UST was like the third largest stablecoin for a minute. They were riding high. And then sure enough, the wings melted and Doquan came crashing down. It is interesting that, you know, Sam Kessler's uh, scoop about uh Doquan's previous involvement with Basis Cash was confirmed here. So shout out to that. Also interesting that you know I think it's disclosed in this piece, you know rightfully so that Terraform Labs was an early investor in the parent company of Coinage. So you know credit to to Zach Guzman for making sure that that's known in the piece itself. Again, it does sort of raise questions of of like how Do Kwon went about choosing where to tell this story, right? Maybe it's on a little bit of a friendlier playing field. Not to discredit the work that's uh, showcased here, and I think again the piece itself is pretty balanced in terms of laying out everything that's known and getting some really important material on the record as it relates to, again, what, what Wendy said was a, was a huge piece of a major crypto crash that ensued after the implosion of the Terra ecosystem. So yeah, check it out. Long piece, definitely a lot to be discussed and definitely a lot of strong feelings to be had about it. I'll toss it back to you, Wendy, for uh, final thoughts.
0: Well, I want to get Jen's final thoughts, but I just want to say, I want to see Do Kwon tell the same exact story to somebody on a different platform, not on this platform. I think that would be a lot more interesting. I think it would be more transparent. And I think that would be a better idea for him to do so. I'm sure PR and attorneys will tell him no, but that's what I want to see. Jen, your final take?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, he pointed out to the fact that you know there's a lot of really technical things that go on behind the scenes that a lot of people wouldn't understand. I think when you're dealing like a, with a crisis to this magnitude, you can't rely on the, the technical things that are going on behind the scenes. There is a way to communicate you are a smart man, you can communicate what's happened without having to say like, you guys are all too dumb to understand the technical things that are going on behind the scenes. I think it was just such a cop out and maybe points to the fact that he doesn't really have a a good PR team behind him because this just seems like I would have rather just not heard from him at all than to watch this interview. But those are my final thoughts. I'm sure we will talk about this again as more details come out.
1: Sounds good. What color tomorrow, team? What are we going to do? We're doing yellow today. Mm. Purple tomorrow. Can we get purple on the board? Yeah. We could do purple. All right. Color coordination week here on The Hash. We do it here in real time <laughs> for you, the fans. Thanks for being here. I'm Zach. That's Jen. That's Wendy. Check us out on the podcast network if you'd like to listen to this stuff on the go. A lot of great stuff over there to keep you up to date on all that's going on in crypto and more. That's it. Have a great Monday. We'll see you on Tuesday. All right. Bye.
2: Bye. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash. Or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.